Hello and welcome to this episode of Superhero Ethics. Today we are talking about episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier with myself, Matthew Fox, and Paul Hoppy. All that and more after a commercial break we have no control over. Welcome back. I'm Matthew. I'm your host. We were not planning to do episodes about this show. I think somehow... Now, looking back on it, if you told me that there's a TV show in which the Marvel Universe is going to explore questions around the mantle of a hero being passed to another, issues of the interaction of heroes with the military, political questions around the blip and around the validity of borders or of breaking down borders, questions around trauma and healing and redemption uh, and, and forgiveness, and just everything about this show, I would, of course, told you we're going to record on it. So I basically, I got through the episode and I just texted Paul immediately and was like, so we're recording on this. We're going to, sh- we're, the plan is that maybe we're going to do a quick little episode, 20 minutes, 25 minutes each, each week. We might do it for every episode. We might only do it uh, this week. We'll find out. But for now, Paul, what'd you think of this episode? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it raised a lot of interesting questions and I'm fairly confident, but that by the end of the last episode of this season, I will either love or hate the show. Yeah, I think that's very true. Like, there's just not going to be much middle ground, right? I think a lot of that has to do with how brave they're going to be exploring some of the questions they are, you know? Absolutely. Until now, the MCU has been fairly non-political on some regards. They've made a lot of political points, but they've often done it in fairly subtle ways where, like, you know, you can come out of some of the Iron Man movies and think, that is a searing indictment of the military-industrial complex and the role of weapons manufacturers in it. You can also come out of Iron Man going, wow, that was a cool suit! He kicked ass! And not thinking about much more. Um, yes. This one, it seems they're being a lot more upfront about the politics. Absolutely. I mean, it's the first time I remember like race being overtly an issue in the MCU. Yeah. I might I might have missed something. I, I, but... Black Panther and Luke Cage dealt with it quite a lot. but Yeah, yeah, true, true. But certainly not in something that wasn't specifically coded around those issues. Right, exactly. It's like just going to the bank to getting a loan, like in everyday society, basically. Yeah. And I just want to say, there's two main topics we're going to get into, but just because you mentioned it, that scene is one of the best examples I've seen on television in any kind of show of subtle racism. You know, Mm -hmm. of where, like, I think if you ask that banker, he'd say, oh, I don't have a racist bone in my body. But that action of a white person viewing a black celebrity as, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is cool. Oh, by the way, I'm going to deny your loan. But now can I get a selfie? Like, the utter lack of empathy that Sam as a person might really be feeling kind of mad that his loan got rejected. But that he might not want you to at that moment be the celebrity so you can take a picture with him. The fact that that doesn't even occur to the banker, it's like that, that's how racism works. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's the intersection of racism and capitalism yep. as well, right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk specifically about Sam. And because I think that was the first thing we really wanted to get into is, like, I love the character of Bucky. His struggles are mostly internal. And we'll get to that, uh, I think, on later episodes. But with Sam, I mean, first of all, in the very first scene, we find out he's work, or the one of the very first scenes, he's working for the military, but it's unofficial. What, right. what were you thinking when you heard that? I mean, I wasn't originally thinking of Michael Weston, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, 
you know, the the idea of Michael Weston, the star no, of uh, Burn Notice, this show all about a CIA spy who gets burned, but is kind of official at later points and etc. Right, it wasn't a CIA spy technically. He was work, you know, the the whole idea of private contractors who work for government agencies. I think um, there's a lot there. Yeah, um, but it's Halliburton, you know, here's it's Sam- Blackwater. Exactly, exactly, and it's like. You know, we see Sam as as a hero, I think rightly so, throughout, I'd say, all of his appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can, you know, you can question siding with Cap in Civil War. You can say, oh, well, Tony was right or whatever. But, like, you know, I think he's very clearly motivated by an, a, a drive to try and do what, what he thinks is right. And, you know, he's willing to follow others in terms of, being like, okay, well, you know, if they're the one that thinks this is right, then I'm I'm willing to kind of throw in with them, right? right? Um, throw in with the people that he trusts, and and I mean, to me, this show feels like it's about is he going to be the one who decides? Okay, now I'm going to try and decide completely on my own what I think is the right thing to do, and then maybe I'm even going to lead people, right? right? Like, I mean, if if he does take up the the mantle of, of Captain America, like, is he going to lead the Avengers? I don't know, right? Um, who are the and, Avengers right now? I mean, that's a very open right. question. Like, Wanda's right. off the bigger thing, White Vision. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to refer to as Vision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they talked that one out, but um, but yeah, it, it. You know, I I feel like the question was kind of raised as to, you know, okay, Sam's clearly working for the military, but he's also not like enlisted. As far as I can tell, right? right? He's he's a private contractor, so that's its kind of own uh, brand of of diciness. Yep. I think, like it's to me, it's sort of a little more comfortable from his perspective because if there's a mission that he's really like, oh hell no, like he could just be like, no, I'm not taking that gig. Yeah. I guess. Um, but on the other hand, it's like there's you know, in terms of accountability, eh, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of questions there and beyond that there's just like like what's the u.s military doing in in tunisia but then like they can't go into algeria and i mean it it, libya right right right. no the reason i said algeria is because i saw somewhere where it was saying that batrock was algerian although i thought he was a basque national uh, uh separatist or whatever but um batrock being the guy he fights in that in that intro scene right who was in uh, a winter, uh, um, Captain America Winter Soldier, right. which was the, the first film where, where Sam appeared. Both of which um, involve Cap or Sam jumping out of an airplane without a parachute to go fight Baltrock, which is also kind ex- of cool. Exactly, exactly. Like, total callback, yeah. right? Total callback. Um, and, yeah, and I, I loved that whole scene in terms of just, like, the action I thought was really good. It went on maybe a little longer than I needed it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, oh, they're definitely front-loading this with action, so we sit around patiently listening to people talking for most of the rest of the episode. Um, I definitely had a few moments watching him chase those, like, people on the flying rafts, I think is the best way I can describe them. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were going through all those, like, tight canyons and twisting and turning. Yeah. I kept waiting for one of them to hit one of the walls and explode, TIE fighter style. Right, totally. I've seen that chase scene in Star Wars so many times. I know, I know. It was very, very reminiscent of of a Star Wars uh, like planetary. I'm so glad you brought up the thing about the border because I think that's such an interesting thing to. Like, I feel like Sam's whole story and the Flag Smashers were were really Mm -hmm. dealing with nationalism and with internationalism because 
like I hadn't even put it together until you mentioned it here, but the Flag Smashers' whole idea is that they think that borders are dumb and they want to get rid of all the borders. And we started out the show by Sam having this thing of, like, we're chasing who is, in theory, a dangerous, bad person, but we're coming up to this completely arbitrary, invisible line in the sand that you're also, like, flying, you know, 3,000 feet above, but that that line in the sand is so important that you have to do this crazy maneuver to kill the guy or stop the guy before you get over to it. Or else literally this American citizen gets kidnapped and you can't like fly 10 more feet or one more mile. Um, right. And I hadn't even realized that now, but like I, I, I really like that we're being introduced to this group called the Flag Smashers who want to smash borders. And we start out by showing just how dumb and arbitrary borders can be. Like that can't be yeah. a coincidence. Right, for sure. No, it, and I mean, Batchlock even says, like, oh, if we cross the border, he won't follow us, you know? Right. Like, almost like kind of thinking this sort of mocking, like, he's recognizing that it's this silly line in the sand, or in this case, like, a line in the sky. Right. Um, and that, but that they're beholden to it. And, like, yeah, on the one hand, like, I totally think national borders are ridiculous, you know? Um, but at the same time, I also think that the U.S. military going around and totally ignoring them um, while being like, oh, no, 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 you can't can't cross our border. Right. But we don't care about your borders is also, you know, is equally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And I I really hope the Flag Smashers are, like, some kind of, like, more relatable than just, like, they have one thing to say about the world that I totally agree with. Right. And then they're just, like, villains, like, generic villains. Like, please don't do that. Well, and one thing I know, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know the details, but I know that apparently there's a character in the comic books called Flag Smasher. And I, mm-hmm. so my guess is that that person we saw who seemed to have like, you know, superhuman strength in terms of how far they threw Torres across that street. I'm guessing that that is like the group is the Flag Smashers or maybe something else, but that is going to be the person Flag Smasher. And I agree with you. I think I really don't want that character to be a generic villain. Yeah. I'm not sure that that physical person is going to be that character. I've seen other spoilery stuff elsewhere, but that's certainly that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, totally. Like, please make this a real person with interesting motivations yeah. and not just like a generic villain with a name that I like kind of agree with, yeah. but maybe most people <laughs> don't, you know? My, my hope <laughs> is that either, don't. like, I would love it if they turn out to be not really antagonists like like you know that at some point there's a team up mm. moment and and someone yeah. pointed out that um uh actually they pointed this out on the MCU cast that i mean what do we see them do they rob a bank and like punch a couple right. of people we don't see them doing okay. anything nefarious i mean right they're not killing a bunch of people right i mean <laughs> falcon has a much higher body count <laughs> like oh yeah yeah they, yeah there's none of the yeah. earlier like i'm going to try and help without killing people like the, the Red Wing has a high body count. I mean, right, 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 that. right. Yeah. Drone strikes yes. orchestrated by Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> All of Red Wing's killed. But if, if we don't, if they're going to be the antagonist, I at least hope that they get to be a Killmonger type villain where mm-hmm. they have a very legitimate point And at some point, like, I think it's guaranteed that at some point, Sam is going to break away from the military and basically be like, I'm not going to be a United States puppet and that it's wrong to have any cap figure as a United States puppet. And so I'm hoping that either he teams up with Flag Smasher or that they somehow, they ha- that he has that kind of T'Challa moment of, 
I don't agree with your methods. I'm going to stop your evil plan. But you've convinced me about your goals, and now my goals are going to be the kind of thing you are fighting for. Right, and I'm going to try and carry them through in a way that I think is, you know, more sensible and reasonable and, and less violent. Right. Yeah. When, so with it, yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I that's kind of my hope for the show, right? Like, I'm, I doubt that there will be too much of a team-up. If there is, I think that could be awesome. Um, but I definitely don't feel like, you know, Sam is going to team up with this uh, faux Captain America you know, fellow right. for a long time and like, just be like, Oh yeah, let's just stop the flag smashers. Like it doesn't feel like that kind of show to me, which by the way, am I right that we now have a TV show that is part of the like most, you know, revenue inducing, uh, franchise that is American based where it seems a central premise is calling out the American government and military for overt nationalism. Like, did I miss something or are we get like, talk about political. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and this is where some of my concern is. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I think, didn't, didn't you say, isn't Star Trek actually the highest uh, grossing? But whatever, that's not. I think it has um, the most if, episodes, but it's never gotten the same kind of revenue. Oh, okay. Like, it was okay, always yeah, on yeah, smaller never. channels. And... Oh, it's just in terms of total episodes. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it, like, my concern is that, like, I'm pretty sure the military funds a lot of, not funds, but contributes economically to a lot of marvel projects very much so right? all of the iron man movies uh air force was connected to captain marvel it's definitely been a, mm-hmm. a thing and a problem yeah and so i'm sure that it's connected here particularly i, I saw someone commenting in the in the stranded panda chat about um recognizing the you know the the gunships and being like oh you know i i um was involved with those right, right? and and so, like, in order to actually get your hands on, like, real military vehicles, like, I think generally companies work with the military. And so it's like, well, you know, how deep can you cut if if you're if you're kind of, like, financially in bed with, yeah. with these companies, you know? Um, like, I don't expect, you know, Shang-Chi to, like, really be too critical of, you know, the, chi- the government of China, right. you know? Um even if like a you know like that would be a hero i would be really interested in seeing right Mm -hmm. like um as opposed to just being like going up against criminals it's like i I mean personally like if i were just to like make a a superhero universe like most of my superheroes would be taking down governments and and (laughs) trying to reform them in ways that they were actually representative of the people rather than you know not like superman red sun um but (laughs) right (laughs) you know but finding basically using their might to um, remove the the um, sort of the instruments of oppression and then be like, okay, now you're actually all going to get to vote. They're actually all going to get counted. And, you know, but like, that's just, that's not what we're going to see. Yeah. Right. I mean, these things are definitely, there's, they're, they're entangled. And so I'm, I'm very happy to see that they are touching on a lot of these issues and it feels like there's some level of di- direct confrontation but I'm I'm a little bit um, skeptical that they'll really, yeah. um, you know, dig as deep as, as I would like them to. And I think, I mean, there is an established history in the comics, but also in the MCU, of Captain America being, like, uh, and there's a great video you and I just watched about this, that mm-hmm. Captain America is the representation of the idealized version of America, but that a lot right. of times the thing he's fighting about, against is the actual American government or the act problem of the actual American populace that is not living up to those ideals. And this is, I mean, going back to the first movie that he was in, Captain America, the first Avenger, 
like his big mission involves directly disobeying orders from his you know superior yeah. officer and going off That's on true. his own. So yeah, I think that could be a very interesting. In some ways, I feel like we're supposed to think that this is like the American government specifically choosing who the Captain America will be, and that this is a like, you know, you know, like they specifically said the world needs heroes, but America needs a hero, and that's who this person is. I, right. I think we're very much set up to be like that's that's not what Captain America should be, and. In the past, it's always been, oh, but it was Hydra. It wasn't the American government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so pissed if this is Hydra again. Like, I, I really want it to oh, be, like, too. the actual American government is doing these things. And, and they can still be, like, it's a cartoon, you know, it's a comic book world. We're not saying this is, like, the real world. This is the MCU. But right. I just, I would love that. I'd love if we dived into what is it about American nationalism that makes us think, like, yes, rah, rah, we need the Captain America figure to defend us and all this stuff. Um. I think you're right. I think there's a level of it being like, you know, like I want there to be a, you know, blonde, idiotic, doesn't understand anything that's going on, orange-skinned president in this who's doing all the dumb things about nationalism. We're not going to get that direct, but... Right, yeah, yeah. And th- that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I've seen enough orange faces. I'm kidding about that. I don't really want that. Yeah. But, no, I know. But yeah, but I, I would love to see... I, I'm curious to see how far they'll go with it, is basically my thing. And, and I just... I really hope that it stays Americans, not like Hydra or the Scrolls have taken over or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah, me too. Totally. And I, I mean, I think the... You know, like Winter Soldier, where Cap also goes against orders, and Civil War, where Cap also goes against orders. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and the first Avengers movie, even, he doesn't really, you know, go... <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go investigate this myself and go somewhere I'm not supposed to. Hey, you're making energy weapons. Right. But, like, um, you know, I mean, Nick Fury hired Batroc in the first Winter, so- in the Winter Soldier movie. Right. Like, so, you know... It's not, I mean, and I wonder whether there's, like, anything there. That would be actually, like, really interesting. But, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., like, S.H.I.E.L.D. had to go, basically, yeah. in, you know, in, in Steve's words, anyway. And then, you know, they'd already started a TV show, so it couldn't really go, go. Right. You know, but, like, you know, it it's, like, the idea was, like, yeah, it's Hydra, but it's, like, it's also the system. Yeah. You know, it's also this secret group that like people didn't know about then right Mm -hmm. like it was a secret group that was surveilling like everyone like throughout the world and was like a u.s agency except there was a world security council like running like that's part of why i think this is so interesting is the mcu has for the most part fudged this idea of is it american or is it world mm -hmm, and so to mm -hmm. now explicitly be talking about this i i'm really into uh, we're yeah, trying to keep too. this short, so I want to do two quick questions, and then we'll be out. Um, Bucky, uh, what's your take on like him looking for kind of redemption and healing for the trauma that 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 he's caused others, but also that he's carrying himself? I love it. Um, he's like low key, not low key, but like low key, one of my favorite MCU characters, mm-hmm. um, and. He's just, like, the archetype, like, the, I don't know, the, like, assassin who doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. I don't know why. I just love that archetype. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I super love the idea of, you know, actually trying to make amends. Yeah. Right? And, okay, so with the one thing with the senator, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea of not breaking any laws is, like, I don't, I don't care about laws. Right. right? But, like, you know, not really hurting people, but, like, trying to, <sighs> trying to make things better and sort of you know redeem yourself through action yeah 
and you know the I, I wasn't crazy about the therapy scene, and I, I know you you had some thoughts on it as well. Mm. But I love that there is a therapy yes, scene, very much. So. Um, and I'm very curious to see where that where that goes. Yeah. Um, I think him befriending his victim's dad is like so touching, also a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I I feel like I'm like oh, okay, you know, like like. I hope this goes well. I mean, it's a piece of fiction, so I don't see how it can. <laughs> but, but yeah. like, it, it's... I think there's a couple yeah. of things there. One, yeah, I, I, I love the therapy scene, but I, I want to save our discussion for that because I'm actually going to ask a number of my friends who are mental health professionals okay. like, what they thought of yeah, that because yeah. get some background there. Sounds good. Um, yeah. But yes, I love that he's in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think one of the things that, time. you know, when I studied therapy both as a practitioner but also I, I've been a part of it for a while and I certainly had you know, a lot of my own trauma and was not the great person for a while and hurt some people. And one thing I learned on both sides of that question is that when you're thinking to make amends, it's very important to ask, will this actually help the other person? Or am Mm. I going to basically like poke someone else's wound just so that I can feel better about myself, you know, and that some people don't want to hear an apology from you. They just want to not think about the person who hurt them. And my sense is that we're like, like, I didn't think that and be like, oh, Bucky, you coward. Why didn't you tell the father? I was like, it might – the father wants to know. It might also be much worse to know that it's this guy who's his friend now. I, for, for I sure. I think the fact sure. that the father wants to know is eventually going to be the deciding factor. I agree. But I like that. I like that it's not just reflexively, oh, tell him. It's figure out is it going to be better for him to know even if it's a terrible answer. Yeah, because it's like, it's not Bucky like, oh, I've, I've really got to get this off my chest and then I'll feel way better. Right. It's like, Bucky's like, okay, I'm going to make friends with this dude and try and kind of like, you know, help him out day to day a little bit here and there. Just like, you know, just like be a friend yeah. to, you know, someone who maybe is, you know, older and lonely and doesn't doesn't have any family left, you know. Um, so here's my last question. Yeah. Sam is now working for the government, clearly it is officially known that he has these powers or at least in the unofficial official way that he's doing it. Um, right. Powers as in, in terms of like a fancy suit, right? Like Iron Man type powers. Right. But what, yeah. what I'm going to is the Sokovia Accord and Sokovia Accords have established oh, right. yeah. that tech counts as power, um, which is right. a weird thing and kind of a fudge, but let me still ask the question. Yeah. I'm guessing that he got the same pardon that Bucky did and that they all did of like, look, you saved the world. We're fine. Um, but I'm wondering, like, did Falcon sign the Accords? Uh, I'm guessing the show is not going to, because I feel like at this point the show only brings up the court, the Accords when it's convenient. It ignores the fact that mm-hmm. most of the show doesn't make – most of the shows and movies shows, don't make sense right, if the Accords yeah. are still out there. But yep. I'm curious. Do, do you think Sam would have signed the Accords? I think that's a really good question. Um, and that kind of gets to the the – the one point that it feels like we weren't going to touch that I, I wanted to touch on, which is like money struggles. Yes. Yes. Like, which we haven't seen in the MCU almost at all to this point. Right. Whereas like in like the old school Spider-Man movies and, and stuff, like there was a lot about that, which like by and large, I can do without too much about money struggles. But I think, you know, particularly when you have like, especially like a person of color, but anyone in the United States joining the military um, so many people join the military partially because it's, you know, just economically, right? right. It's a job. It pays well. It's, it's got security, um, It'll pay for uh, college, side. all these things. Right. 
Exactly, exactly. And and it feels like Sam is working with the Air Force, maybe partially, like, for money, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, yeah, how, how do these people get by? Like, I mean, I kind of wonder, like, what's Bucky living on? Like, does he get Social Security? He is 106. <laughs> like, <laughs> does he get back pay? You know, in terms of the, the pardon, though, like, so, I mean, Bucky killed a whole bunch of people that Falcon didn't, right. you know? So for Sam, it's like maybe a little lower, like, okay, you violated the Sokovia Accords, but like you weren't an assassin for a number of decades. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good question. Like, would he? Um, I mean, honestly, like, I'm kind of disappointed that like, Steve was like, here's the shield, you should be the next Captain America. And Steve's like, and Sam's like, nah, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna give this to a museum. And um you know, he clearly, I think, got kind of conned by the government there. But um, it that that makes me feel like, yeah, maybe he would have signed the accords and just been like, all right, you know. Right. Um, or, or the U.S. government is like, we're going to use people who haven't signed the accords to do shit that we're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, that that would be like... That's more interesting to me. And they can have as a blackmail um, of him. Like, you got to keep doing the missions or we're going to report that you've been doing this stuff without having signed right. the accords. I mean, yeah. The, exactly. Exactly. And, it could be sort of like a standoff. And I am so glad you brought up the financial piece because I think that's important. And I think that it's interesting we haven't thought about it before. Like, it, it did seem that Tony was providing for the Avengers. Like, they were all kind of living at this compound. And, like, you know, yeah. the you know he was complaining about the coffee grounds. But I'm guessing Tony's paying all the grocery bills. But they weren't getting a salary and right there's a sort of like dimension of like you know i've seen some comments of like why didn't tony have in his will like every avenger gets a billion dollars i've got lots of them you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. you know falcon could go to pepper Potts and get a loan of the money in any sensible world right Clearly for he's not sure going to, so yeah yeah there's so many great issues here we want to keep this episode short so i'm going to cut it off there but paul thank you so much fans would love to hear from you let us know um write in facebook twitter uh, it, it's the ethical panda. Uh, you can also email us at theethicalpanda at gmail.com. You can also go to theethicalpanda.com, find all our contact information, or go to strandedpanda.com. There you'll find a lot of other great podcasts, including the MCU cast, where they're doing great content on these shows every week as well. Paul, if people want to find more about you, where can you do that? Uh, just Zen Madman uh, at Twitch is probably the place that I'm doing the most stuff right now, but you can hit me up on Twitter as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. Please check all that out. Love to know what you all think about these questions and have a great day. Bye.